Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It will be a fight. And there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. It will be a fight we will win. But a lot less death. But there will be death. People should be actually kept out of the country for at least 28 days. America is not prepared. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're doing not bad. I'm not bad. Thanks for asking. Great manners. Ladies and gentlemen, today on The Butterfield Effect, we've got a very interesting character indeed. Now, you may not have heard of this gentleman. or Maybe you're a big fan of this gentleman. But I thought we would dive deep into trying to understand exactly who he is. Uh, I recently did a live stream after my merch drop, right? And uh, what I was doing was I was ringing people who had purchased the merch and thanking them for uh, supporting the channel. Uh, and if you did do that, thank you very much. If you didn't, shame, shame on you indeed. But we uh, during the live stream, it was on Instagram. I did one on Instagram, one on YouTube. During the live stream, um, there was a request to join the... Um, the chat uh, and join the live stream by a gentleman by the name of Paulie V. Now, Paulie V Vlogs is a very interesting dude because he has amassed almost 50,000 Instagram subscribers in a fashion that not many people have. His quirky, strange and weird little nature that people really enjoy is basically based off the fact that all he does is review food, but people love it. And it's not like he's going to like fancy restaurants and shit. He is going to Woolworths and buying different sausages and reviewing them. This is this man. He is that entertaining to people and to me, and that's why I love him, that he, he, he reviews sausages and people fucking adore him. So ladies and gentlemen, the reason that I thought I'd bring him on is because on that chat that we had, he mentioned to me that um, Instagram saved his life and starting the channel that he has on there and he does on YouTube as well, I guess, saved his life. And I was very interested in that statement. I wanted to know what that meant, what he was dealing with prior to that and everything that makes this man tick. Now, before I jump into it, Paulie came on my radar when I was on tour in 2019. Willem Powerfish, who's a big friend of the show, he was on a podcast two weeks ago. Willem uh, was sharing this Paulie V dude's uh, content. I was like, okay, we'll suss him out. And real funny dude, real quirky, different, fun, strange. And I was on the road touring with Zach. Zach Wild, tour manager to the stars, aka just me. Um. We were looking at him and watching some of his stuff and thinking, you know, this guy is just, it's such a different and refreshing look at what Instagram and content in general is all about. This dude's not like me who just yells and screams at a camera and upsets people. Very, very different indeed. I don't think he's upset a person in his entire life. In fact, it got to the point at one point where he was growing and someone paid him 
um, you know, some sponsorship dollars. And, you know, obviously I work with sponsorship dollars all the time and it's important and it's integral to keeping uh, the business afloat, particularly during coronavirus when people like myself can't tour. Now, someone uh, paid him and, and, and he, one or two people um, said, hey, this, this, isn't, this isn't okay. And he was very upset by that. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I just want to give you good content. And that's something I'll bring up with him as well. But I just think that this dude is a very nice individual and I can't wait to uh, share with you the real Paulie V. I hope you stick around for the entire thing because things are going to get deep. They're going to get meaningful and we're going to have a laugh along the way. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome to the show for the first time, Paulie V Vlogs. Paulie V, first time on the podcast. How you doing, big dog? You're down there in Melbourne, stuck, locked in doors. Shut away from society. How are you feeling, big fella? To be honest with you, I'm doing great, mate. This isolation has taught me a lot of stuff about myself. And I'm really starting to appreciate the small things in life now, like going outside. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, do you, what do you mean it's taught you a lot of things? Like, are you, are you actually uh, enjoying it? Because a lot of people, uh, I read... Uh, during the week, there was this study done that said the, the suicide rate is uh, expected to rise by 13.7% over the next five years because people are losing touch um, with communities, uh, with uh, friends, family. Um, but, but it seems to me, from what you've said, that you're actually enjoying it more than normal life. No, I mean, like, what I'm getting at is just like... Um, to begin with, it was a shock. But you got to learn to adapt, and I have to uh, adapt that I can actually live a normal life being in lockdown. Um, I'm fortunate enough; I'm still working with my um, job. I work at McDonald's, and I've been able to work still full time. God bless my soul, and um, still do my Instagram vlogs, do my grocery shopping and appreciate life a little bit more more once isolation is over for an example not wearing a mask outside is a blessing i mean now we have to wear masks everywhere and i that's what i mean by like these little things in life just imagine after isolation how people are going to feel free just walking the streets again normal yeah i mean that that's that, what that is a concern for a lot of people though paulie like where will this go post vaccine or post uh, post the numbers uh, receding? And what I mean by that is, will lockdowns just appear out of nowhere for certain uh, illnesses or certain situations? The police and the government knowing that people will accept it, um, maybe that is a bad thing, or maybe it's not. It's one of these things where we've never experienced something like this in the past 100 plus years. And so by not being able to have the experience with that, all these questions are up in the air. And I know in Melbourne, like just the other week, there was uh, some uh, protests by people who, who feel as if there is a police state in Melbourne um, and they feel as if, hey, listen, we're being hard done by. We need to be able to have the ability to leave our house. We shouldn't be told to wear masks. And... I see where they're coming from. I don't necessarily agree with what they're saying, but 
I mean, I guess the fear for a lot of people, and maybe this is just some people who are bored and they need something to do, but the fear for a lot of people who have really thought this through is, does this continue after coronavirus? What can people, what can the government, what can the police do after coronavirus? Can they do this for anything? Because they do right now have control of a large segment of the population. And for a lot of people, that's quite scary. Well, I really wouldn't know about that. But the thing is, what I love about wearing masks, um, yeah, that's funny. I admit, saying that, love wearing masks. I was working at McDonald's. We're not allowed to have this much facial hair. But because of, uh, we can't say those magic words, so I'll just say uh, lockdown. Yeah. Uh, wearing a mask, I can now grow my goatee. And I've always wanted to grow my goatee. Good. Sure. Why don't you just grow a full beard? Get this big beard going. I had a full beard once, but I um, what happens is I get ingrowns and ah. it's uh, my skin and stuff like that. For some reason, it's fine here, but underneath my neck area, when I go up and down and that, it cuts into my skin. Yeah, righto. So, so tell me, um, the reason I wanted to have you on was after a conversation we had on a live stream. And you said that Instagram has really changed your life. And I wanted to sort of dive into that and, and work out what you meant by that and how it has actually really helped you. Oh, okay, good. Um, I, don't, I don't know where to begin from, so it's going to be all over the place. And okay. let's hope it makes Almost two years ago, I was in a long-term relationship and it was a toxic relationship and i have to talk about this so you understand where i'm coming from uh, i found out my ex was stealing from me and eventually she left me and um i had nothing to my bank account i was in debt lots and lots of money and i didn't understand what was going on i have to talk about this long story then it will make sense with instagram as I go through this. Sure, bro. So, um, yeah, I hate it. Every like, sad, like good story comes from a sad story. So I had literally no money in my bank account. I was like uh, about 20 grand worth of debt, bad debt. I th found out she, she uh, used my credit card. So that was maxed out. And she was... Uh, stealing money from my bank account, stuff like that behind my face because I trusted her because she manipulated me, believing me it was too hard to do this banking and stuff like that. I trusted her uh, through the long, long relationship we had together. She was abusing that relationship. Uh, then she cheated on me and broke it up with me and that's how I found out later on because she went after me then my sister-in-law got me in touch with a really good lawyer and they went through my bank accounts and blah, blah, blah. She's entitled to nothing. She's actually been stealing from me. I go, how? And I realized that, whoa. And once I had like 10 bucks in my name, still in debt, but I did a video on Snapchat before Instagram. It was me, I brought an ice cream and I was very emotional. I'm eating this ice cream because it was near my birthday. I was crying. I thought it was just filmed for family. 
Summer Screen recorded it, put it to Brown Card again. Uh, at first, like it was, it was just one initial video. I never planned on doing anything. It went viral, and it didn't get the credit I deserved. But I um, had a few people back me up. I quickly changed my name. At that point, I was Polly V, the random vlogger. And I go, that's my video, blah, blah, blah. So a few weeks later, I introduced Sausage of the Week. Um, it's very symbolic, Sausage of the Week. From Sausage, because my boss died at 49, and I wanted to do something which made me really happy. Doing like food reviews, because I love food, being a European, Food was celebration always makes people happy. So I started with low budget foods. So how can I afford to live, paying off these debts and help other people? And that's what I thought. If I'm struggling, there's other people struggling out there. Let's do these small little budget meals and make people happy. It took about two, three weeks for me to get comfortable with myself. I just said these magic words, hello, my lovelies. And I just took off and start to really appreciate me as a person. I, I'm helping myself out and I'm helping other people out. Yeah. And uh, the rest has like moved on since then. And I've met a lot of lovely people along the way and teach me guidance uh, through all like bad circumstances. And that's how I felt like I've had a second chance in life because from where I was rock bottom, to where I am now is um, a level playing field like everybody else. When when you when you posted that video and you thought it was going to your family uh, with the ice cream and you were crying and when Brown Cardigan released that, were you were you upset by that? Uh, no, I wasn't. Up, I was upset. I never got the credit. Right. Because I thought it was on private because. Oh, here's something you may not know, but some people know. I have dyslexia and a, spe a speech impairment a little bit. I thought it was on private, just for family. It was actually on public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I misread what it said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everyone saw it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, that's horrible. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so how, um, how has... Um... Explain the dyslexia and the speech impediment. How has that affected you throughout your life? Okay. It's affected me. Um, um, dyslexia. It's funny. Dyslexia now with me, back in the like 80s and 90s, my case was very severe. But now this generation, I'm not trying to be rude, mine is less severe because more people uh worse off than I am because I'm not trying to be rude. People relying on technology and people can't spell properly as they used to back in the old days. Um, I feel like people have taken a step backwards through technology, relying on too much. And now when people say me, you don't have a problem with your spelling. But in, in high sense, I do. But there's people worse off than I am now because like I said, they're relying on technology and my case is not as bad as other people now. So I'm classified as like the normal area. 
but but dyslexia and and forgive me if i'm wrong isn't just about spelling it's how you process the information is that correct yeah but i just found out there's so many different types of dyslexia out there and i don't even know all of them but yeah yeah you're exactly right about that yeah i think and i think sorry talking as well with speech impairment as well so so explain the speech impediment to people what what happens there well as people well i don't know a lot of you your fan base watches my videos but when i have trouble saying something i take the easy loop out i just say it's fucking yummy or something like that <laughs> <laughs> if i can't say something i just make up words or just use the f one yeah yeah that's <laughs> Well, that's what I do too, apparently. Uh, but, but it's um, it's only half, half the population. If they can't say something, fuck it. Let's make yeah, it up. Absolutely. So obviously, it's a big issue for you in your life. Like trying to has has that hurt you with trying to get jobs or finishing school and uh, relationships, yes. all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, everything from uh trying to find work. Thank God McDonald's has gave me a job. I've been there for about over 20 years but like really when wow. i was yeah less for murder <laughs> 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 so when i was trying to look for work and that they go you're too much of a liability having dyslexia and i was just like that sucks yeah uh and it, the, the government doesn't see it as a disability but at the end of the day it is a disability because you're only limited to so much work you can do yeah well, you can't work in an office. You can't do uh, anything to do with financial reporting, um, anything where there's, uh, I know uh, my partner uh, had an issue with or has an issue with dyscalculia where it's not the letters that get um, jumbled up when it's in your brain is processing, it's uh, numbers. So when when you try and work out numbers in a, in a sequence, uh, they jumble up and, and it's, it's a processing issue. So your eye sees it, but your brain doesn't, um, your brain doesn't sort of understand how that is supposed to look or the way it is uh, written in a certain way that uh, whoever's trying to write whatever it is, uh, is trying to put that information out there. So for whatever reason, and I, I don't know the whole, uh, the rigmarole behind what causes dyslexia, dyscalculia and the variants of it. But it seems to me from an outsider with no medical knowledge that it is a it is a processing issue. So you see it like everybody else, but your brain fucks it up, so to speak. Best way of putting it, because people used to say, die, die, die. Fucking bullshit. Because I got a lot of nieces and nephews. I don't know if my family will be happy with me talking about this, but a lot of them have autism and thing is they have the cleanest diet so it doesn't mean anything got to do with a diet it, uh, it is what it is at the end of the day yeah you, I, get, it, you get it if you don't you don't it's i i just dislike how people go diet 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 no it's not just it's not diet it's just an unfortunate thing which happens in life some people are born a special way i don't want to say a disadvantage because it's well it's not a disadvantage it is i made myself I mean, it is a disadvantage. Like you've proven that it is doable. But my, my brother is severely autistic. He can't speak. He can't look after himself. He's in his mid twenties and my mum's his full-time carer. Um, and when people say to you, listen, Hey, you need to try this diet, this, you know, it, it really upsets people um, 
who live with people with severe disabilities on a daily basis because it is one of these things like when my parents had my brother Rory in 1995, they took him to everything. They took him to all these speech pathologists and these experts and they couldn't give a definitive answer. And at a certain point, people just start to go, oh, fuck, like, what do we do? Like, uh, it must be so difficult for parents out there with kids with disabilities. And it's something that, um, as horrible as it sounds, you wouldn't wish on, you know, your worst enemy because it is a lifelong battle um, to make sure that they're okay. Now, as far as the diet is concerned, now, I don't know if you know this about me, uh, Paul, but I've got uh, a form of epilepsy. Now, I tried to treat that with uh, a ketogenic diet, which is a high-fat, no-carb sort of diet. And the idea behind it is your body changes from running off glucose in your bloodstream uh, derived from carbohydrates and sugar to running off ketones derived from fat. Now, I found that that really did help my epilepsy. And the reason I'll get to what my point in a moment, but the reason I stopped doing it for some time because I was on the road, very difficult to follow a very strict diet when you're on the road doing shows, right? You're always out and about. You basically only can go to McDonald's. That's that's all you can go to. The only thing you can get is a Big Mac from Paulie V. Now, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like, there is proof that diets can affect the brain. And then people go, okay, well, maybe that can help with autism. Maybe it can. And maybe there's a lot of people out there uh, who, have, who have benefited from that. But you can't, it's a difficult one to go up to someone and say, hey, this is going to fix your child who has changed your life. That's a fucking weird thing to bring up to someone, particularly if you don't know them. Did you get your epilepsy through your rugby career or were you born with it? I was well, just curious about it. <clears throat> My, my brother's got it as well. Uh, he's got a much more severe form. So maybe it's a genetic, genetic thing. Uh, yeah. I started having uh, these bouts of these fits. And, the, and, and for anyone who doesn't know, the, the fits that I have um, are controlled with medication now. And I haven't had one in a long time. But basically what happens is I lose control of my head. My eye, yeah. this left eye goes blind. And my head ends up like that. Now, I remain completely conscious throughout that entire period. It only lasts for about 10 seconds. But when I was playing rugby league, um, it was often brought on by like big collisions. If I was uh, running the ball off a kickoff, running straight into the opposition, uh, there'd be head movement uh, on impact. And for whatever reason, that quick change and, and, the, and the blurriness in the eyes or the way that the eyes move really quickly, that would trigger it. Now, was that caused by rugby league? I don't think so. Uh, but I can't say definitively. Uh, maybe that encouraged it. But, um, I mean, there is no doubt that the, the game of rugby league and the game of rugby as well, and AFL in that, in that sense, is, is a very dangerous one when it comes to, to brain uh, injury. Now, uh, I was speaking on, on a podcast with Willem Powerfish just two weeks ago, and we spoke about a young man who had a, um, a seizure on the field uh, at a central uh, Newcastle game. I was watching my brother make his first grade debut and this young fellow, Joel Dark was his name. He, he was making his debut on the same day. And um, uh, there's not really a coroner's report or anything, but he passed away from his injuries that he sustained on the field. And it was a very, very, very full-on situation. And I don't think I'll ever forget it to the day I die, but um, it's a dangerous game, man. But I don't think it led to my... Uh, epilepsy or led to my uh, condition that is um, 
uh, caused from issues within the brain. I've had MRIs. I've had two MRIs and everything came up normal. There was no signs of any, um, any bruising or any, um, you know, they talk about these white spots or cloudy spots on the brain that could be, um, could lead to uh, a condition called chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is basically the deterioration of the brain uh, that a lot of NFL players have been found with post-mortem. Um, anyway, in answer to your question, I don't think so, but potentially. Interesting. Yeah. So um, we're, um, getting back to my dyslexia and speech impairment, um, because you, you wanted to know more about that. Yeah. Mum and dad tried their best. Mum used to like, get me to read like almost every day for like when I was like from zero to 15, that helped out a little bit. She took me to speech therapy. She took me to corrective reading schools. I got up to a certain level, then I just couldn't get any better. Um, so what I used to do was I was a big fan of Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee younger. Still like now. Yeah, good, good, good. But it makes sense to what I'm going to go on about. I was determined in life to know what are these guys saying. So if people remember the videotapes, I used to record from SBS or the Hong Kong cinema. And so here I am, rewind, replay, pause, trying to read these words, seeing what they're trying to fucking say. So I forced myself because I really wanted to learn what they were saying. And that's how I actually learn how to read. Even though the reading school, they gave me the skills to teach me to read, but it was only to a certain level. I branched off and I self-taught myself with mum and dad's help a little bit. Then the subtitles from the movies, which really made the impact of my life wow. through Hong Kong cinema. And it's like, holy fuck. <laughs> SBS with the subtitles back in the day <laughs> got so me to learn how to I think that that really is more than anything commenting on the the schooling uh, method that has been around for a long time and it is very um, common throughout Western culture, perhaps isn't conducive to everyone's mind or everyone's brain. And what I mean by that, Paul, is, you know, not it's not one size fits all when it comes to schooling. And I think there's yeah. a lot of people that get left behind because for whatever reason, their brain just doesn't comprehend exactly the mold that everyone is supposed to follow. And that's just life. People, some people just can't deal with that, you know, and that's not their yeah. fault. It's not their parents' fault. It's just the way they're wired. And I think that yeah. it's important. And, and I wanted, I wanted to have you on because, and, and I, I wanted to talk to you about the things that you struggle with. And I think it's important to talk about things like dyslexia and, uh, and speech issues as a form of a, and you know, disability is a strong word, but for you out there, you're someone who has, has struggled with these issues and yet you're successful in what you do. And that is, that is a fantastic um, image for a lot of people, a young person or even an older person who's like, oh, I've struggled with this my whole life. How am I ever going to do this? Well, hey, Paulie V's killing it over here. Maybe I can do what he does. That's the reason why I do it because it's just like, so many pe people just give up on themselves. I've never been a per. Well, yes, back when I was young, I gave up on myself. But I go, hold on, no, I want to be a better person now. I mean, after like all the shit I went through in life, I want to become a better person, and I'm going to do everything in my way to become a better person. 
if I can become a better person, hopefully I can help out other people become better people as well through my life experiences and stuff like that. And I'm sure you do. And I, I and really, through- I, th- I think you're doing a great thing, man. Like it's, it's, a, it's a really beautiful thing, particularly things like this, what you're doing now and explaining the things you've struggled with and opening up like man, that, that is important for people to know about. I'm not afraid to hide my dyslexia and um, speech impairment. I'm happy to tell people. And, and as some people, um, I have to bring high school back into a full moment. Of course. I think everyone knew I had dyslexia and a speech impairment. For about five to four years, sorry, four to five years, I'll send it back to front. <laughs> I had the same teacher. She had no idea I had dyslexia. I go, didn't you know I had a teacher who sometimes helped me out with my work? No. That's how naive people I mean, like, yes, the classrooms had more students then, but at the end of the day, it's just like, dude, I mean, um, I've always had this problem and I've never, like, made it a secret. I mean, I'm not proud of having it. I'm not embarrassed. Not embarrassed about it. That's why I let people know I got this problem, so I can get the help I need. I mean, at first I was embarrassed to get help, but if you don't get help, you're not going to move forward in life. Yeah, mate. The the things that control us are the are the fears we hold inside our mind, and I think that that is so true when it comes to something that's wrong with you, like dyslexia or epilepsy. For me, things that we hide from, things that we fear will impact us on a daily basis. For me, with the epilepsy thing, right, that is a big fear on a daily basis for me. Like, And I'm sure there are other epileptics out there, and mine's not that bad. I stay conscious throughout my things. Like, It's not even that bad, and I haven't had one for years. But you are fearful of it coming out of the blue and attacking you, basically, because you don't know when it's going to happen. And that's what led to me having um, a panic attack disorder, something that I've been dealing with for the last three years, and um, thankfully on top of uh, now. But there's still bad days, you know. These things happen. Um, but when you hide from things like this and you have these issues, and particularly if you don't tell people, but like the, the ones around you, the close ones, you can talk on social media as much as you want, but the people around you need to know and then they can potentially help you. I go, it's so important. Exactly right about that because I am um, so like a therapist for people because I have mild anxiety and depression. So like it doesn't happen all the time but when it happens it hits fucking hard that's why i don't get medicated for it because it's stupid to be medicated for something which only happens on rare occasions i've been from the professionals and they've told me that you don't need to be on medication you just need to learn how to do deal with it and stay calm when these things happen and it was about four days ago this is weird in fucking embarrassing i got really depressed and anxiety because when I was cooking dinner and this is going to sound trivial to many people but for people which suffer they will understand it I had everything because I was making a seafood platter except crab sticks and I got so depressed through not having the crab sticks I just didn't even eat any of the meal it's like fuck it I went to bed depressed and slept it off because I had this moment. I've got my flake here, my potato cakes or scallops, whatever you want to call them, yeah, my scallops, chips. Scallops, mate. And uh, my, my prawns. Fuck, 
the crab sticks. It's like, fuck it. I don't want any of it now. And I was really depressed about it. And that was out of my control because it's just like, I really thought I had something and I didn't. And something as little as like that, uh, it actually ticked me off. And then it's just like, it's only a crab stick ball. But it's so important. It's like, so I was fighting with myself because it was just a crab stick, but it's just like, but I was so depressed and shitty about it. It's just like, I, my but mind couldn't deal with it. Mm. I have a fucking crab stick. But yeah, it does. And when you have these issues like, uh, like you do and like I do, you can, for a couple of days there, you can, you know, go back into this weird hole that maybe you were in uh, previously. Like, for example, if I have a, if I have a flare up of, I've never had depression, thankfully, but I, I've, I've had anxiety issues for the last three years. And um, I'll be really good at the moment for like, you know, two weeks. And then I'll have yeah. three or four days where I'm just an anxious wreck for no reason. And this is just the cycle that for whatever reason it, it works um, within me. But like, mate, for me, the number one thing that I, I do when I'm feeling like that is, is exercise um i mean obviously it's hard for you in melbourne at the moment but you get out you do things you keep busy and your mind works through it and um you know for anyone watching i know there's a lot of people that, that suffer with these issues particularly now when they're not at work and they're stuck at home and their mind's busy and racing i think that depression and anxiety will only skyrocket um keeping your mind busy keeping things ticking forward getting goals done um eating well exercising uh, just doing everything in your life that you can to keep your brain in order. Uh, and then hopefully it will follow suit. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's when you need to go and see professional help. And I think that's the big one, Paulie, at the moment. When we talk about men's mental health, right? Everyone talks about it. It's not a taboo subject. No one, we don't need to raise any more awareness about men's mental health. What we need to raise awareness about is seeking help. Going to yeah, not the thing not to ask afraid for agree with and uh it, it's okay to ask for help i know we've got this yeah. thing called are you okay? but there should be another thing saying it's okay to ask for help yeah mate it is it, it, it is and and i've done it and i i, I went you get you go sorry the the nbn network in australia is doing great things at the moment um i i went <laughs> I went and asked for help and saw uh, and seek sought medical uh, help when I was at the top of my YouTube growth. I was doing tours. I was killing it, making more money than I'd ever made, but I still wasn't okay. And that's the most important thing for people to understand is it's not just you. It's fucking so many people. That, that it doesn't make sense that it's so many people because you think when you're having these anxiety things and, and you're freaking out poorly about fucking crab sticks, you think you're crazy. But this is so many people who are dealing with similar things. Like it's not just you. You're not alone. And I think that's important for people to know. Yeah, I agree with that because it would have been a crab stick for me. It could have been like someone else is just like they don't have a blue color pen. They may have just black only. And I know people with colours means so much to, to them, as well as myself and that. Um, if they don't have a certain thing a certain way, they can stress out about that. And I feel for them, it's not, it's not, oh, what's that word I'm looking for? 
they can't actually comprehend something like that. Something simple as this is like, it's just hard to adjust to normal, normal things. It's okay to have a different color, color and stuff like that. As uh, but what I was trying to say is, it's okay to ask for help, and a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. Mm. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of asking for help, no yeah. matter how big you, how small you are. If because it's not just are you okay anymore. It's like many of the like ask for help and don't be embarrassed about it. There's be a lot so of many- there's a lot of people, Paul, yeah. that that listen to these things and they go, oh, they're talking about mental health again, and and people get the shits yeah. with it. And I understand that because I was someone who didn't understand anxiety and depression previously. I would never thought. <laughs> it turns out I had it when I was a kid, but I didn't really know. Um, I'm, I'm sure we all have a certain uh, scale when it comes to these type of things. But when you hear about this all the time, you get the shits. You're like, oh, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear about it anymore. But 13%, 13.7% over the next five years will be the increase in suicides. That means that there are 13% of people out there who have not yet been affected by this shit that will be over the next five years. And it is important to know these things moving forward because this could potentially affect you now, tomorrow, or in 10 years, but it may touch you at some point or at least touch someone around you. This shit happens to people. The brain is like any other organ. It gets sick and that can happen to you. Not to scare people or freak people out. Just have the tools and know what to do in that situation and know that you will be able to get through this. It will be a struggle, but life is a struggle. Yeah, I, I got attacked for saying depression and anxiety is bullshit. I don't believe I should have got attacked for that. And that was from someone personally. I'm not going to say names and shame that. It's bullshit having that type of um, mental disease. No one wants to have it. So no. I wasn't being disrespectful, like saying, oh, it's, it's bullshit, like people have it. It sucks having it because we just have to learn to live with it and maintain aura, uh, normalcy and stuff yeah. like that. So off the topic of mental health, what else is happening yes. with you at the moment? You're... Uh, it's Sunday when we're recording this, so it's sausage of the week time. And if you haven't gone and checked out Paulie V's channel yet, you're absolutely kidding yourself. What, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Paulie V Vlogs. Hey, beautiful. So tell me, what's coming up next for your channel? So um, can I um, let people know what sort of topics I do on the channel? Yeah, tell them all about your channel. Let's do it. Okay, start from Sunday. Sunday Sundays is the beginning of the new week. I celebrate sausage of the week. It's symbolic for me because I used to make sausages uh, for a living for a very long time. And my boss passed away young. He brought me so much joy for sausage of the week. I mean, for making sausages. And that's why I do sausage of the week to celebrate his life, what he taught me. And every time like I um, eat sausages and that, I, I always think of all the fun times I did making sausages all those years ago. Mondays is now Healthy Stuff Monday. I changed it a little while ago. So it's not just food. And like I've got to do stuff being healthy. Be talking about mental health, having like a supplement or a healthy, healthy meal. Then Tuesday is Chalky Tuesday, which everybody loves. When, Wednesday is so a lolly or a connect, 
confectionery. There goes beach movement. <laughs> oh, it could be like a soft drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then I've got my um, Thirsty Thursdays, which can be from a chocolate drink to an alcoholic beverage. Fridays is fast food Friday. But once isolation is over, I'm planning on like doing like Saturday sites. I want to actually go to places. Hey, and great actually, idea. Like, like go to like restaurants, cafes, help out small businesses and review their food, show them a location and not just be at home and like try different things. And when it just be restaurants and cafes, I will sometimes help out like, let's say just local, local small factories out there, like a pasta or a delicatessen or um, an ice creamery, whatever, you know what I mean? I just want to like do something really random to help out small businesses and help out myself if they want to help me out because it's nice to get like a little bit of a donation to help out the funds for the channel. Sure. And from there. Mate, I tell you what, you're doing some good stuff there. I think people will really enjoy, and if they haven't seen you before, I think they'll go over to your Instagram and follow you for sure. Um, but I'm just, I'm stoked to see you doing something that makes you happy. And I think you're making other people happy. I think that's such a beautiful thing, mate. You should be really, really pumped with that. I am. The amount of people I've made happy, it's just amazing. And the amount of people I've met through uh, doing this, it's just like, wow, because it's just like, I would have never had these opportunities before. And I, it's a real blessing and I'm not going to give up what I'm doing and I'm going to always, I'm not going to take my foot off the pedal and try my hardest to keep more people happy all the time. And um, saying that, it's not always about me being goofy on videos because I also want to educate people. I want to inform people about products and that which people don't know about. Because I get suggestions for people for me to review stuff but the thing is, a lot of it's mainstream. I like to do stuff which is not mainstream. That's why I did Sausage of the Week as well, because they were underappreciated. Yeah. A lot of people don't have sausages. Uh, for an example, people buy like brand name lollies. For an example, I found like like a no name brand. For an example, cool. Paulie's Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean, because it's like we need like support, like. All, all areas. I mean, like small local, like confectionery companies and stuff like that. We can't always think of it. I mean, yes, the big people are fantastic, but we need to like look after everyone, the people which are unappreciated and, and stuff like that. Um, so I want to like highlight smaller companies as well, not just the big companies. Um, when I order, when I get a burger, I'll make sure it's like a local burger, which people haven't heard of. So people can come into the, to the local sub suburb, try, try a family-owned business. Yes, I do the big businesses and that too, so people can get what I feel about the burger. What makes me different from other people is I don't rate my food. I explain the flavour profile, what I like about it, what I don't like about it, because who am I to rate food? Because my rate could be different from your rating. If I explain the flavour profiles, oh, this could be interesting. Nah, I don't want it because I don't like those flavours. Okay. And that's the reason that way. Right, well, that makes sense. Absolutely. Paulie, I tell you what, mate, um, you've really opened my eyes on it. I knew that doing this podcast would have uh, given a lot of people a bit of an understanding into who you are. And it's a lot more 
than um, than food reviews. And that's not a negative thing. Um, you know, when people meet me or they listen to the podcast, they understand I'm not just some dude who screams at a camera, you know, there's depth to people and there's reasons behind why they do what they do. And Paulie, um, mate, I, I just, I congratulate you on what you're doing. You've overcome the adversity, overcame adversity rather. And you're just, you're just killing it, man. You're doing great. What, what, what do you want to achieve in the next 12 months? What's the next step? Well, I want personal goal, not with this, but I want to actually replace my like phone and getting your computer because that's dead to fix that up. But eventually, um, oh, I'm going to talk about a sad story. I almost was going to film a pilot, a TV pilot, but the person which that I was going to film it with, um, he had a massive stroke and now he's like, um, he's alive, lucky, but he, he won't be the same. I don't think you'll ever be the same again. He got serious brain damage. Um, I had like a, a producer was ready to produce a pilot for a TV show for me, but unfortunately his health is, he's learning how to do things from scratch again now. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. sorry to hear that, man. That's horrible. That's horrible for him. And you know what? I'm probably the only friends he's got left because I still stay in contact with him. Um, it's hard to communicate be- with him now because his speech impairment and his thinking process is childlike now. So hopefully he will get better, but I don't think he will get better. Well, stick with but, him, brother. It sounds like he needs someone oh, like you around. And that's why I call him at least once a week, see how he's going and go from there because it's not about this TV pilot. It's about him and I want to be his friend and I've got loyalty that way as well. He could have died, but he didn't. So, like, he's got a, he's got a bigger battle now to fight now and I'll be by his side. Let's, let's talk about just quickly um, before I let you go about this computer situation of yours and you need a new a new phone is that correct yeah so what what do you need have you thought about a patreon account or something like that um i don't know how to set one up properly and um i did a GoFundMe, and i got harassed by many people so i cancelled it within like who did you get harassed by lots and lots of people they go how dare you like set up like a go go fund me it's for sick people and stuff like that i go it's actually for anybody i just wanted to set up something to help build i need a computer system i need a new phone to film to bring more better quality videos for for my things because yeah yeah, to move forward okay that's Uh the it's like to like to have the funding to like rebuild poorly v blogs take it to the next level paulie hey listen mate um there's nothing wrong with you doing a gofundme and if you want help with it let me know and i'll share it on my instagram and and i'll I'll, mate i'll throw in some cash as well and we'll get you what you need okay yeah all right thank you Uh, that's right ladies and gentlemen paulie v if you haven't gone and followed him on instagram go and do that right now it's the greatest instagram page forget all the instagram hauls and all the thoughts this is the man you need to follow on instagram to get the best content that's ever available paulie v vlogs paulie how would you like to finish this podcast what would you like to say to the people i want to thank you for the time my lovelies and my catchphrase is if it's yummy 
uh, it's fucking yummy and this has been a fucking yummy video (laughs) (laughs) and i can't wait until we do this again sometime thanks my lovelies hey paulie thank you so much ladies and gentlemen big motherfucker peace in the middle east mid extinct keep it moist and i'll see you all very soon toodaloo au revoir ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.